Hello, hello, hello. You are listening to the radio station CITR. This is so exciting. My name is Russian Tim. This radio program is called Rocket from Russia, and this is a brand new super hit by, by one of the best Canadian bands in the history. The band is called Needles and Pins, and this song, Good Night. Hello, 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 you are listening to the radio station CITR and this is weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket, all the way from Russia, traveling specifically for this episode. Uh, my name is Russian Tim and I'm very excited to um, uh, invite and uh, greet in the studio a member of one of my favorite local bands and bands in Canada, member of a wonderful band called Needles and Pins, Macy, the legendary drummer, the person in charge of the great feels on the brand new album. <laughs> Good night tomorrow. <laughs> Those great feels, yeah. Hi, Tim. Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. This is great. Yeah, this is really cool. Yeah. I, like, I like the new station. Yeah, this is amazing. So, the reason I admired Macy, not only because I like you, but also because, first of all, your band Niddles and Fins released a great, a brand new album yeah. called Goodnight Tomorrow. Yeah. And then there's also Tomorrow Happening, an album release show uh, on June 30th at SBC. Niddles and Fins obviously releasing their album, and they will be playing the Woolworm, Sightlines, and Alimony. Yeah, it's going to be a great show. Like, that lineup is pretty spectacular. I exactly. Like. Yeah. Really suits us. It's gonna be amazing. You're coming, right, Tim? Huh? You're gonna be there? Of course. Okay. Of course. How can I not? I feel like you're at every. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Number one fan. I love it. <laughs> 
<laughs> so at the number one fan station, we will talk obviously today about the brand new album Good Night Tomorrow. But before we do that, how about we listen to a couple of tracks and we will listen uh, to a couple of uh, songs which were released prior to the album came out. Two songs were released officially, Back to the Bright, and then it was followed up with a super hit all the same. Yeah. How about we great. do it and then we'll talk a little bit more about the album. Great. You I'll listen to Rocket from Russia. This is beautiful Macy. <laughs> Yes, it's 
Hello, 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 you're listening to the radio station CITR. This is weekly punk rock radio show called Rocket from Russia. Life is very, very great. And uh, mainly it is great because I have beautiful, the best drummer of needles and pins, Macy. In <laughs> I'm the definitely st- the best drummer. Of- well, I don't know. Adam's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> There's some competition. <laughs> uh, so we just heard uh, two brand new songs uh, from uh, the new uh, needles and pins album, which is called Good Night Tomorrow, uh, which officially will be released tomorrow, as well as the uh, album release show at the SBC. Uh, down the down the sh- down the road on the show, we'll do a ticket giveaway. Uh, we heard songs back to the bride. And all the same. Yeah. Uh, and be let's let's talk about this wonderful okay. album. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about it. I have a couple of questions, and uh, but just tell you a little story and how that all like how I know about this album. On one of the drunken nights at Hyde, I met Adam, and we spoke <laughs> for a while about the, the new album. You guys, at this moment, you were in the studio recording the the album. Yeah. And he says, I like the new album, but it's it's a rock album. It's different. It's like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I was like, what the hell? Then. After you were done, I met Jesse Gander at the show who was recording your album. Yeah. And he was like, it's a good album, but it's different. Yes. So you said yes now. So how, how would you say, how would you describe, how is the difference from 1234 and Shamebirds, in your opinion, in your personal? Oh, I, I feel like it's uh, bigger, more fuller. I, I think, well... For me and Tony, maybe we're a little bit better at our instruments, <laughs> but um, I do. I feel like it's it's more just straight rock and roll than just like 
punk music you play in the basement, you know, like, I don't think we expected that to happen when we started record or like when we started making these songs for the new album. Uh-huh. I don't I don't even think we heard it until we started recording it that we realized, oh, wait, this is just like straight rock and roll almost like uh, I think I don't know what happened there. Like, I don't know how it happened. I feel like Adam was listening to a lot of Bob Mould for a bit there <laughs> and maybe he was influenced by that. But I think I, I can't describe it, but it's 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 definitely less like dirty punk than and it's just more uh-huh. rock and roll like exactly. yeah so it's it's s sound and songwriting as well both aspects right i think so yeah i mean sometimes when you're writing when we're jamming the songs and the in at the jam room or whatever I, i like at the beginning of this i don't feel like when he was writing them and when we were developing them it didn't it still seemed like us like straight like us but then as soon as we started recording them i could really hear The change. The change, yeah. Uh-huh. And that's very interesting because I, I hear the same, but, you know, like I wanted to hear it from you. And like I said, Jesse said the same, Adam said the same, and you confirmed, and now listeners can hear that. Yeah, it's it's the same band, but uh, it's a little bit a little bit different. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> no, but that's okay. You know, that's actually yeah. exciting because every band should develop and develops naturally. And, you know. So, yeah, maybe so. it just naturally happens when you get a little bit better at your instrument <laughs> maybe i don't know yeah um it, it's a concept album this uh, like adam wrote songs and it's songs about uh, you know insomnia and things like that so yeah. it, it's it is it is like a concept album going from like uh, going to sleep and then to like that's the name good night tomorrow yeah yeah so there's obviously an idea behind the songs uh, so like i'm not gonna ask you because this is adam wrote the songs but yeah. i know that you recorded those song the songs in chunks like you went you yeah. had quite a few uh, um studio sessions yeah with jesse yeah but how did you pick those sessions was it based on really like the progression of the album was it the songs were just ready or just four songs which you felt like we actually decided at the beginning like uh, like a couple maybe six months or four months or something before we started to go into record that we would do it in sessions mm-hmm. uh it was just an idea that like to take our time on the next album because like why not kind of like we just to us this is our like hobby this is like our really this is what we use to escape from our real life you know so we're like we love recording well i do especially and we just thought like why don't we just take our time on that third album record songs when we have them and then we can work we can go back into the studio when we go to record the next set and go back to the other songs and work on them if we need to because sometimes when you record an album in four or five days all at once like 12 songs it's like after you mix it after you listen to it you're like oh man i would have done that drum fill different or i would have played this different or adam or tony would have been like oh i really wish we added this or whatever and we had that chance we just really wanted to develop each song to its full potential right so did you actually do that and went back and fixed absolutely absolutely so much so that really worked out really well for us and we could take our time and not be rushed and i feel like you could really hear that in this album where when i listened to the first two records uh the recordings were really really good but i could hear in our band kind of like some of the songs you're like why did we even put that song on that <laughs> you know you're like because you got to fill the time but i feel like every one of these songs on this record we love like there's not one of them that i feel is just like a filler song or like a throwaway i like every single one of these songs 
is perfect to us. Nice. Yeah. Not glad to hear. This is awesome. This is amazing. Uh, Jesse Gunder, he not only recorded the album, he also joined the band. He did. Uh, so yeah. my, I want to talk to you a little bit about that. And I'm, I think it's a very f- uh, great decision for you because uh, Adam usually records two guitars on, on the record. Yeah. And when he plays live, you know, there's something missing. So now yeah. you have this warm um, layer of sound provided yes. by Jesse, which covers all those bases. Yeah. I know he's a super busy dude. How, oh my god, I don't understand how he does. How, how 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 did he manage this draft? It's just been natural, which is really great. Uh, I don't like. I do feel like in some ways, it's like something else around us is ha- making this happen because it's it just keeps happening. But um, yeah, I feel like once we were done recording the album, and he did put keys on a lot of the songs and he added backup and vocals and stuff. He did a lot with us as well as made the record, right? He, um, so it made sense that once we started to play the songs kind of live, we felt like it was a little bit empty on stage or like when we were practicing them. And then we just kind of brought up the idea like, oh, maybe we need a keyboard player now because there's so many keys on the record and and double guitar and stuff like that and i mean we did think about maybe getting another guitar player but it just made sense to have a keyboard player and then we were like well maybe we'll ask jesse to just play some shows and then we'll just hire keyboard players whenever we tour whenever we need them but it just keeps happening it just kept happening that jesse would play with us and that he fits with us like he fits with our personality he it just keeps working out you know and uh it's I do think like how does he do it? He has another band that they they tour and they and they come they they have a record release coming out really soon. He is always recording somebody. He's always doing. He has a girlfriend. He's always hiking. He's doing so. Much. It's actually amazing to yeah, me yeah. that he can do it. And he and he and he seems to like it. I think he likes it. So uh, we're just gonna keep going with this. Like. Yeah, he's yeah. like the fourth member of Needles and Pins now. Great. It's so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. Because I know that you guys, three of you, you, Tony, and Adam, have very tight and like you know very yeah. uh, like a relationship between you and that is obviously in the band. Yeah. So bringing somebody new, it it was a challenge. So yeah, and I was really hesitant at first. I feel like maybe everyone could tell. Like I, I was into the idea of him playing with us for sure, or adding somebody to the band for a bit, but I wasn't convinced at first like I wasn't like I didn't want to like say yeah like for sure just another member all of a sudden like yeah let's just bring them in so but now that we've toured with him a bit like we went to Sled Island with him we've played a bunch of shows with him we jam with him we hang out with him I feel like I've I feel like it's gonna be weird not playing with him like we do have a tour in August where he's not coming because the time it just didn't work out uh and I'm looking at, at that in the future and being like, oh, it'll be weird that he's not with us, you know? Because I do feel like now he is just a part of our wow. band. Yeah. So, and he's funny. And he, his personality just works really well with ours. So. That, that's very important that's for really three hard, of you. That's really yeah, hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was really worried about it. But yeah, it's worked out really good. And obviously, the biggest hit on the album, as me and you agreed, is a song called Miracle. Yes, it's uh, my this favorite is, song. This is, yeah, our favorite song of the new album. Uh, we will play it right now, but uh, before we do that, you released a brand new uh, um, video for a song. Yeah. Could you please tell me what's going on? Why are you wearing a long-haired collie outfit? Well, uh, <laughs> I'm meant to be my dog, Lady Dog. She's an all-white blue healer. I, any chance I get, I try to... I want to be Lady Dog, my dog. Uh... It was just a concept that Tony had for the video, like where we all 
we take some weird drug or whatever at the it's the end of the world might as well get totally messed up you know and then uh yeah that was just the idea he had that i would dress up like lady dog obviously because that would be what i would turn like what where my mind would go <laughs> if i took some really weird powerful drugs so uh that was fun i loved it and i, I weirdly do look like my dog <laughs> So it makes me happy. So you will, when you take this drug, you will get into a dog and Adam and Tony will get into some, some aliens. Well, yeah. I mean, I really feel like the frog for Adam <laughs> worked really well. Like, his dance moves in that video were pretty frog. Like, it really, yeah, I think Adam would be a frog in a different <laughs> world, actually. That was a fun video to make. So, I mean, it was hard. And it, I remember you were looking for outfits. You were like message zone. No, no. Oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we got it. It all worked out. Or whatever. Yeah, you look But great. Mike did a really good job making that video. The camera work, everything he did, the lights. Um, it was really hard to do. But now when I look back at it, I'm at a stage where I'm like, oh, that was fun. But I don't think it was at the time. <laughs> I think it was a lot of work. But yeah, it's a really cool video. Check it out. Yeah. Let's listen to the song. You can, we can, uh, we'll play the song right now. But yeah, you can go to obviously YouTube or anywhere else on the internet and check out this uh, the the great video. This is Miracle of the brand new album by Nils and Pins. This is the best song on the album. Yeah.
Hello, 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 you're listening to the radio station CITR, this is Rocket from Russia, a weekly punk rock radio show currently on the air, and today in studio I have Macy, the drummer from the band called Needles and Pins. Hello again. Thanks for coming over to the radio station. We just heard two, bra- two super hits from the new Needles and Pins album. Macy, what was the name of the first song? Miracle. No, no, say it how you pro- how usually... Miracle, st- miracle. Exactly. <laughs> and that was your second favorite song on the album. That was a song called... Boil. Good. Yeah, I love is, that song. This is great. Um, we'll, let's let's do that. So let's talk to you because you play in, in Needles and Pins, but you also legendary, known in Vancouver for <laughs> running the best burrito shop in, in the city. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to believe it is. Uh, yeah, Budgie's Burritos. That's my... Uh, Uh, so this is like your full-time job and uh, this is how you oh yeah yeah make a living yeah definitely not the band so yeah <laughs> it's that is my full-time job. Yeah. Um, I'm just I'm always curious I'm mean, fascinated about the stories of how people start businesses yeah. and develop and you've been doing it for over 10 years right 12 years yeah. 12 years yeah. so uh, could you please tell like what drove you to go this entrepreneurial name yeah. not to be the work nine to five but to take a risk do it yourself and uh, like what was the motivation behind that well I, I worked in a lot of um, restaurants and stuff like that before that I worked at this place called the foundation mm-hmm. uh, and my bosses there were just amazing they were the best bosses I've ever had and they really um, encouraged not encouraged me but inspired me to like while I watched them and learned everything about their restaurant because I worked every job there I, I just understood like how it wouldn't be such a big risk maybe to open up your own business because I watched them do it and they taught me so much about it and I always loved burritos like I, I'm being a vegetarian for like over 20 years and of course burritos are a big staple of vegetarians for some reason. I don't know why, but I love them. And we couldn't ever get a good burrito in this town. Uh, I mean, we didn't even have like Taco Bell or anything, you know? And we travel all the time to California to get that kind of stuff. And one time on my trip back from California, I just, I was working at Foundation, but I was like, we need to open up a burrito shop in Vancouver. This is insane. And it just, I got back and like within a week I'd found a space and within two weeks I'd, I got my dad to help co-sign on a loan, which I didn't think was ever gonna happen. <laughs> and then, <laughs> I don't know, it just kept rolling and happening. And I, now that it's 12 years later, I actually feel like I had no say in the matter. I don't feel like I did it. I feel like something else did it, you know? And I just was that hands behind it or something. But uh, yeah, food inspired me. <laughs> <laughs> and I had nothing to lose. Uh, I was 30 years old. I never had made money really ever. And I, I just, I had nothing to lose. So I went ahead and did it. What were the challenges? Like, were there challenges when you started out? Oh, sure. I can't remember them now. I mean, now I like to like look back. I think your mind just like deletes that or whatever because it was probably hell. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, permits were a challenge through City Hall. That was a real big challenge. I, ha- I cried a couple times in City Hall because I, I thought that I was never like I would I'd already spent so much money trying to open the shop and then they would be like, oh, you can't because of this one thing, I don't know, like some kind of fire thing or whatever, or some kind of electrical permit you couldn't get or whatever. And I would just cry and and then they would, somebody would be like, oh, okay. And then they would be like, okay, let's try this or whatever. And it worked. So if you are trying to open a business and you can't get it done, cry. Uh, I, I don't know. There were so many... There was probably a lot of challenges back then, <laughs> but, uh, and there always is, it never ends. Actually owning a business is not easy in any way ever. And I 
I, I've talked a couple of my friends into it. My friend Claire from the Black Lodge, uh, my friend Matt from What's Up Hot Dog, and sorry if you guys are listening. <laughs> sorry I talked you into that. Yeah, it never ends though. But do you feel like like you're like you're like a business owner and you yes. um, so you manage the the shop on a day to day basis? Like what like how does how does your normal work day look like? Uh, normally, it's just um, me calling a lot of thing places, and sometimes you spend like two hours just to call one, like Telus or uh, Moneris or somebody to try to get a lower rate on something, or you're calling. I do a lot of calls to the government. I don't know. I'm always calling people and then doing errands. Like, actually, my job is boring and it's not exciting in any way. Uh, my manager job's probably a little bit more exciting for them, but like they do the schedule and they they do stuff in the shop or whatever. But I mostly am just fixing things or trying to get new things for the shop. At this point, I mean, up until like six months ago, I, I, I still worked in the shop all the time, like making burritos, cooking, training people. And now I'm 12 years in and I'm like, I need a break from that. I just need to like be a boss. Yeah. I'm just realizing exactly. that now after 12 years, I'm like, oh, I need to be like, exactly. No, that's... I have to run the shop, like not work it. And so, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of boring errands. Like I'm always driving, getting stuff. I, I don't. I couldn't even tell you what. Like it's just all the time. Yeah, yeah. Going to restaurant supply places and or tr- trying to find something for our shop, and you you have to go to six different places to, until you find the one or whatever. But that that's good. That's good. Like that the business allows you to do that. Yes. That you don't. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So that's and actually I think it's very important because when you take a look, maybe st- take a step back and like take a look at this whole operation. Yeah. You see, you see, you see opportunities. You see so things things like which working well or which not working well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's easier to do when you're not working in the shop. You can start to come up with new ideas for it too. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I just feel like now I understand. Like to me, it's a community. Like Budgies is like the people that work there, uh, the people that come in there, you know. And you're kind of like, okay, how do we? Because you're watching everyone around me up on Main Street close down, and I, I'm fearful of that happening at Budgies for sure. I feel like I could move Budgies and people would still come, but I love our location, and I, and I now I just have to work. I just have to make sure to maintain that, right? So that's like my full-time job is exactly. finding ways to like keep everything cheap enough so that we can afford to stay where we are and stuff yeah. like that yeah let's say if if listeners they never tried burrito yeah. recommend the, what they should go where, first of all where, where it is and what they should order when they come in uh, what it is or where it is where, where oh, yeah. it is and then what yeah, to order we're located at 44 Kingsway which is right at like Main and Broadway area um, the back side of that triangle building there and if you've never been into Budgie's Burritos before, I definitely would suggest getting the Johnny O Burrito. It's the most popular burrito by far. And it's just kind of like, I base it on the seven layer burrito from Taco Bell, where you have a little bit of everything, like rice, beans, uh, jalapenos, guacamole, cheese and sour cream if you're vegan, you can get the Daya cheese. Um, yeah, salsa. And then I would definitely, if you're gonna get the Johnny O, I would add, we have like a little, hot salsa bar there, add the chili paste, which is like the smoked chili paste, and then it's the perfect burrito. Actually, I'm probably gonna go get one today. Uh, <laughs> this is great, this is going great, and yeah. I'm getting hungry. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you not only obviously run budget burritos, you also play in a great band, Nils and Pins, which I, will yeah, be releasing <laughs> the, the album. 
tomorrow. Yeah. Um, it's tomorrow already, yeah. Album release show, you're playing the Woolworm, Sightlines and Alimony. Yes. How about we listen to all those bands? But That's before great. we do that, we have a pair of tickets to give away. So if somebody wants to go to see Needles and Pins, Woolworm, Sightlines and Alimony tomorrow at SBC, uh, call in 604-822-2487, 604-822-2487, and we'll give you a pair of tickets. But while you're doing that, how about we'll start listening and we'll start with a brand new track from Woolworm from yes. their upcoming album. The song is called Cat Bird. I love this song. You listen to Rocket from Russia.
hello, hello, you're listening to the radio station CITR, this is Rocket from Russia, and today we are celebrating the release of brand new album by the band called Needles and Pins, the brand new album is called Good Night Tomorrow, and uh, the album release show is tom- uh, tomorrow as well, yep. at uh, the place called SBC, Needles and Pins are playing with Sightlines, Woolworm, and Alimon, and we heard all those three opening bands, also thank you so much for participation in a give- ticket giveaway, and let me quickly tell you uh, which songs we heard. Uh, the opening track was by Woolworm, that was a song called Catbird from their brand new album called Deserve to Die, which will be out on Mint Records very, very soon. Then we heard a band called Sightlines, that was a song from their album called North, and that was a song called Hospital, my favorite song by the band. And the final track was by a relatively new band called Alimony. Uh, they released just a demo. I, I listened to it on Bandcamp page. It's great. It's really Such a good demo. Yeah. That's insane, yeah. Uh, and we heard a song called Atropos of Nothing. Oh, <laughs> that's the name of that song? Atropos of Nothing. Cool. Good. So, uh, Needles and Pins, Alimony, Sightlines, and Woolmorm are playing in Vancouver, British Columbia uh, tomorrow at SBC. And before we do that, I want your comment on a couple of pictures which I printed out uh, on the internet. <laughs> okay, like this is the start of Needles and Pins. Okay. So can we please got, describe what's happening in the picture yeah, for so the listeners? the first picture Tim gave me is me standing there with my snare. Uh, it's broken. I think we were playing the Biltmore that night with Ladyhawk maybe because I believe Ryan ended up giving me his snare in the end. I mean, that's the first and only snare I've ever broke ever. Like just... Uh, the skin is broken. I'm shocked that that ever happened. The, uh, the captures Macy the Destroyer. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's more like I probably just never changed that skin in like three years, and that's what happened. <laughs> yeah, so the bottom picture is us playing right before it happened or whatever. And I'm, oh, I thought I was going to say, I thought I was wearing the same shirt, but then I realized I changed it this morning. <laughs> but yeah, that's a while ago. That's like eight years ago or something. That's awesome. There's second one. Uh, I, this uh, was for you and Tony because we uh, were hoping to have like to. Okay, I've never even seen this photo. Where did you get this photo from? I don't even remember like... where this is. Okay, so this is a picture of me on a really huge wooden swing off of a tree, and Tony's pushing me on this really ridiculously big swing outside of like in the woods or whatever outside of a fancy looking house i have no idea about this story no idea it looks like it's fall and oh my god like i don't know if we're on tour or if it's in vancouver nope no clue we'll ask tony is it on his site on his it's on needles and pins oh i've never seen that <laughs> it's funny that you didn't even that know where it was so funny. we look like children because that swing is so big i love it uh, the next question came in this morning from our mutual fan, uh, many-time participator as an interviewee, and probably first-time listener, Steve Adamuk. <laughs> so What's he, he doing listening to this? That's awesome. I don't know. Let's, uh, so, he's, he, he has a couple of questions. Of course he does. Could you please ask what Davey from Steve Adamuk band did after our show together in nope. Pomona? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not allowed to ask that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I'm allowed to answer that on this radio station. Uh, uh, yeah. Steve has another question. So, okay. so the first one did work out. He has also, who jumped off a speaker into the crowd at their first show in Ottawa at the restaurant in 2009? Oh, that was Ian from White Wires for sure. It's got to be. I feel like that was that was who it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, uh, He's always destroying something. Yeah, doing something. 
And then, I don't know if it's two separate questions or for one. Lastly, what is a Kirby? And why uh-huh. were we all trolls one year at Sled Island? <laughs> oh, that's funny. I was just looking at that picture. Uh, well, Kirby is, uh, I guess it, it's a drink maybe, I don't know if it's just in Spain or all of Europe. No, I think it was just in Spain. And I believe it's red wine and Coca-Cola. I I wasn't drinking them because to me that just sounds awful, red wine and Coca-Cola. But they, <laughs> when the last time we toured, and those guys, Steve, all those guys have toured Spain and that's their drink of choice because it's absurd, right? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, to me that's just like a hangover. Like the minute somebody says red wine and Coca-Cola, I'm like, this doesn't no, sound very helpful. The next is going to be a disaster. But that's their drink. That's their drink of choice. Interesting. In Spain, and then um, what was that? That other. Why one? were we all trolls one year at Sled Island? I don't know why. Th- why I can't answer that. I, because they were all. Oh, I guess because they all hung under the bridge or whatever for Sled Island. The first year that we went, I think it was the first year we went to Sled Island, and Steve Adamick was there, um, and that was really the first time we all hung out quite a bit. And uh, and then yeah, they all just kept hanging out under this bridge every night and getting pretty drunk under the bridge and. There's some weird story about Tony having to take a dump on the bridge and whatever. Uh, I don't think since then any of us have hung under that bridge, but yeah, that's the, that's where it started, the trolls, the troll story underneath <laughs> the... I don't even know which bridge it was. Near Somewhere downtown. in Nottawa. There's a bunch of bridges down there, but yeah, I can't remember which, which one it is in Calgary. But yeah, that first story, the Davy story, can't be told. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that. It's dirty. It's not good. <laughs> so, uh, while, while I'll tell all the listeners about the upcoming release show, I have a quite, quite a few uh, pictures printed out. Take a look and see. <laughs> Maybe you can come up with some uh, funny stories. Okay, I don't. This one's good. This is a really good photo of Tony, but I, I could. What? How did they even make that picture? It's so cool. That's a wizard staff, I think. It's a beard. Oh, sorry, beer uh, rainbow. Yeah, it's like really cool. I've never seen that one. Uh, and then here's a mess, uh, a screen capture of a message from uh, Tony to Tony, but it's on our friend Buns's phone, which is interesting. Hey Adam, it's Tony. I hung ten on a gnarly tsunami wave and wound up in Tofino, bra sick waves, bra epic. Barrel. I feel like there's mushrooms involved in this text message. <laughs> I don't. What? I don't. I've never seen that one, but that's pretty cool. Oh, I think this is Adam as a young. Yeah, this. And maybe in Miles Between Us or one yeah, of his Adam old hardcore playing bands. a hardcore band with uh, straight edge axes on his left arm. Well, this is yeah. He was straight edge. He has a straight edge tattoo. <laughs> well, he's back to it. He's maybe he hasn't been drinking lately, so maybe he's straight edge again. Oh, there's Tony on a computer. This was a mixing of Moby Dick 7-inch. Oh, was it? Well, according to the to the, your website, it, it makes is. sense. That's his old. That, that's their old basement or whatever, and that would have been around the time or whatever. So oh, yeah, just for the listeners, there's a picture of uh, Tony. I assume mixing the needles and pins to the Moby Dick 7-inch, and there's a beer caribou mm, can. There's a what? Oh, yeah, Caribou, Caribou. We should be sponsored by Caribou. Okay. <laughs> uh, there is another... Oh, this is probably... Because whenever there's, like, those wizard staffs, like beer cans uh, stacked on top of each other and taped together, it's so Canadian. Uh, I feel like that's usually at a Super Bowl game, usually. 
But these are a lot of punks to be at a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, maybe, a- yeah. Or maybe it's just a normal night out. I don't know. Uh, I'm not in there. Am I? No, I'm not in there. I've been to one of those one time, and it, it was a disaster. The next day was a pretty bad hangover. And then here we all are. Here we all are. No. Uh, here's uh, Tony and Adam and our friend Ben outside of my old house. But what's really interesting is I remember on the Facebook page or whatever, the post of this, it said my name was on there, like as if I was Ben or something like that. <laughs> and I remember seeing it and being like, that's not me. Uh, but they look they look pretty sober right there, right? Very, very sober. Very sober. Very professional. Just sleeping at night yeah, outside that's, that's of what people my do. house at 3 in Holding the morning. Holding bottles. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, this is it. Thank you so yeah, much. Thanks, that Tim. was great. This was so fun. Let's tell uh, the listeners uh, about the the uh, the release show, which is happening tomorrow. Like I said, numerous time at SBC. Needles and Pins will be playing hits of their new album, along, along with hits from two previous records. Yep, definitely. <laughs> and uh, they will be playing with Woolworm, Sightlines, and Alimony. This is going to be a great show. It's going to be insane. It's, it's actually, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be insane. Even I, what was, attendance on Facebook even says 229 going. Oh yeah. Plus 492 interested. <laughs> that, that's usually from slides to like that's a, that's a three big to number. Four, three to four hundred people showing up. Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy if 50 showed up. Like I'm like that. Like I'd be pretty happy. So whatever happens, I just hope I all th- my pals show up and everyone that shows up is gonna be stoked to party because it's Tony's birthday. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, also Jesse's girlfriend Ashley's birthday. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a party. It's going to be a party. Based on your happiness of 50 people, my expectation is that your happiness will be multiplied by eight. Uh, okay. Yeah. But okay. By eight. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Or like, six or eight. Yeah. It will Somewhere. be. It will be. <laughs> I think it will be. Right, basically. Thank you so much for uh, you, for the interview. Uh, we will play final track, which closes the album, which um, is the you know because like we said, it's a concept album. The song is called Tomorrow. Happy New Tomorrow. And thank you so much for uh, coming to the interview. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks. Congratulations on great release. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Thanks. That was the Needles and Pins, and this is Tomorrow. Bye bye. Cry!